morning, everybody. A pleasure to have you along. I am Dave Riggert, and this is the Anderson Ford Griffin Coaches Show on KFEQ. My guest this morning will be Marion Carbon, the volleyball coach of the Griffins, as we talk about, we talked to her during the pandemic, and again, the pandemic obviously is still going on. We'll get an update on Griffin Volleyball, how they've stayed connected, and also peaking toward the fall as things are trending in the right direction as hopefully there will be sports this fall as everything is starting to reopen at this point in time. But without further ado, let's talk to the head volleyball coach at Missouri Western, Marion Carbon. How are you, Marion? <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. It's um, It's been a crazy, crazy spring, but summer is looking up, and so... We're, we're just excited to get some of the girls back in the gym, and um, I know a bunch of them are coming back next week because we're supposed to have summer camps, and um, even though we had to postpone our camps till July, the girls still wanted to come back and see each other and, and be around you know, campus and, and some sense of normalcy, so we're looking forward to that. How, how challenging has just been for you just because, I mean, <laughs> you're used to just being around your players all the time, and it's just, I know you can you can do Zoom meetings until you're blue in the face, but it is just not quite the same. Has it been a struggle just to be away from your, your players so much? Yeah. And, you know, how do you read a room when you're, like, looking at a bunch of, you know, like, cameras, you know? <laughs> it's just, you just, it's impossible. So you're trying to have a team meeting, you know, about anything, you know, just how's everybody doing, checking in, and and you just can't get that same feel for for how everybody's really feeling. And so um, it's been challenging, but um, I think for the most part, our group has handled it really well. Um, you know, they wrapped up classes really strong in the classroom, and we were really proud of that. And, and again, most of them found jobs, and so that was, I think, that was a good thing for them, right? Because they needed to be out of the house. They needed to have something to do on a regular basis. And so um, almost, I would say, Probably most players on our team have some kind of job at this point that helps keep them busy, um, helps occupy them um, day to day. Have all of your kids and their families, have they stayed safe through all of this? I know you've you've tried to catch up with all of mm -hmm. them and make sure they're all good, but have they all been able to stay healthy? Yeah, we have. Um, you know, we had one player this spring whose dad, um, you know, um, ended up in the hospital and, and in the ICU. And, and so that was really difficult, um, you know, just trying to support, but support from afar and support without being able to really, you know, you can't give them a hug and tell them everything's going to be okay. You can't, you can just you can text them, you know, you can message them. And so, um, so that was difficult, but, you know, he's back home now and doing well. And so, um, yeah, I think that was it was just that first moment for our team that was kind of like, oh, this is real and this could really happen to one of us. And um, so, so yeah, that was that was hard. But other than that, that one, I think you know most of friends, close friends, and family of, of our team has been um, has been safe. We're talking about Marion Carbon, volleyball coach at Missouri Western, and you're exactly right. Until it happens to somebody that you know or that you're close to, it almost doesn't seem real. Again, obviously, people have taken it very seriously um, the last three months, and people have done the right things for the most part. But it right. still kind of seems like it's distant unless you know someone that has it or something like that. I think that's just kind of how some people feel. And then, and then all of a sudden, it does become reality, and I'm sure it did for your kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think they were all kind of like, "Oh, uh, yeah, oh," sure. you know, because uh, until that, you know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's, it's like the flu." You know, people right, are going to get yeah. sick with the flu. But in twelve years of coaching, I don't think I've ever had a girl whose parent has been hospitalized with the flu. You know, like right. absolutely. <laughs> Uh, maybe some grandparents and stuff, but right. never a player whose parent was hospitalized because they got the flu really bad, you know? So um, that's when it was kind of just like, okay, this is something very different, and we do want to make sure that we're protecting our communities by by following the guidelines and, and being responsible. As young adults who maybe aren't as affected, how do we, how do we be responsible for and, and think of people other than ourselves? Right, because the likelihood that one of my girls would get it and, and be in that same situation is probably pretty low, but um, how do we make sure we're doing our part to protect the people around us? Yeah. Trying to marry Carbon, volleyball coach at Missouri Western, is again, uh, her kids are going to come back soon, which I'm sure she's excited for. And again, I know some football guys came back this week and they're starting to do some workouts. What, what's the official timeline for volleyball as far as when you can start doing some workouts with your players and stuff like that? So it's the same. Um, the fall sports are basically all in the same boat. We just, since we're an indoor sport, we have some more restrictions in terms of, um, you know, the the number of our players that can be in the gym together working out. Um, obviously, it's it's. I think it's pretty hard for football to do skill type of drills too because it's a contact sport. But it's pretty hard for volleyball as well to do drills where they're six feet apart from each other. Um, but yeah, they're, they're back in the weight room. They started workouts, um, with coach manage and his staff this week as well. The ones that are in town. And then, um, I think we've got a good group that are close enough in Kansas city and Nebraska that they're going to come back, um, fairly regularly, at least once a week, I think, and get together and work out as a team, um, check in with the strength staff, um, about their progress and questions on workouts, things like that. And then, play at least once a week um you know we're lucky we our girls are able to do um, voluntary workouts just like everybody else and so we had our first group come in this week and say hey coach can you run us through a practice and so that was like yes absolutely it was awesome it was so fun and um i wasn't very good at running drills they were <laughs> they were much better you could tell they they've been doing some ball control stuff at home but i'm not peppering balls at my three-year-old right now so <laughs> it was definitely rusty what? but uh it was fun to have him back in the gym and and just just see him in that way again and get to um kind of have the um just the ability to kind of let everything else that's been weighing on us for the last couple of, of weeks and months just kind of slough off and and be able to just do volleyball was it kind of a breath of fresh air to get back on the court with some kids and just be out there again because it had been so long? Yeah, and talk to them about something other than like, <laughs> is your family safe? Is your how's your job going? I mean, we were able to just talk about volleyball and um, just again feel feel just a, a twinge of normalcy again. You know, obviously, planning practice took like twice as long as the actual practice because I'm trying to figure out what can we do where we. They stay apart. They don't touch each other. They don't get close to each other. But um, so that part was challenging, but it was just so easy. And it, you just, it just reminds you why people are so eager to get back into sports because it's, you know, 
I think the physical part of it, right? We know that exercise is good for you and it's good for your mental health. And um, so I think that side of it was good for me. It was good for our players. Um, but again, just to have that in-person relationship piece of it too was was really nice. Okay, we're talking to Griffin Volleyball Coach Marion Carbon. As again, she has some kids back and they've been able to do some workouts. And, you know, they, they I, I read an article this morning, actually, and John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL, Said, was on a radio show and he was just like, you know, all these guidelines that the NFL has sent out with these memos and everything, it's it's almost humanly impossible to follow. <laughs> and, and that's what you're kind of saying right now. You're mm-hmm. trying to come up with things where they're six feet apart. It is a huge challenge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's just our sports aren't meant to be played <laughs> that way. No, they're not. You know, I mean, and originally, like, it was, you know, you can't share a ball. That was kind of the first phase of, you know, at Missouri Western anyways, was like, okay, well, they can come and be in the gym, but they can't share a ball. And so it was like, well, the basketball players could come in and shoot around and just use their own ball. But for us, it was like, okay, don't don't even, <laughs> don't even come in. You can't do anything, <laughs> anything relevant. Like, just stay at home. Um, and now, yeah, it's it's definitely challenging, but... I think for us, it's so important that we model for our girls that, like, yeah, it's challenging for us to write up a practice. Yes, it's challenging for you guys to get the most out of it, but there's a lot of challenging things in sports. We're not going to shy away from, you know, getting our reps because it's a little bit harder to design drills and things, you know. Um, they, our, our players miss so much time on the court, so much time with us, so much good instruction time. And we owe it to them to try to make up for that time, you know, as they're willing and able to get into the gym. We owe it to them to to give them as much time as we can as coaches and and um, have that time be as productive as possible. So, you know, we'll get through it. I think there's going to be so many great stories coming out of all of this when we do get back to sports. So many great stories of athletes that, you know, went through really trying times or their families did, or, um, you know, just their road to recovery from injuries when you're not able to be around your training staff. Um, and so I just think this following it when we're fully able to return, it's going to be just a really powerful um, sports moment, um, sports season. Yeah, no doubt about that. We're talking to Marion Carver and Griffin, volleyball coaches, and she has some kids back. And in the past, you weren't able to work with him in the summer. Were you? So, so this is new? Yeah, this is yeah. new. It's just because we miss so much time this right. spring. It's, I think, the NCAA wanting to, um, you know, give the student athletes some time back, but also to give them the opportunity to ease their way back in safely to participating in sports and not, you know, have somebody who had no opportunity to get in the gym and then on August fifteenth. Oh, by the way, I go ahead and come to two a days. You haven't done anything. I mean, our summer's long anyways in volleyball because it's like four, almost four whole months between the time when school would normally end to when our girls report. And now, I mean, so now it was five and a half. Um, so, yeah, it, it's that's a long time to just be off or just be doing body weight stuff. So, yeah, it's it was really good, though. It's it, We're excited to be able to actually coast our kids over the summer, and I, I'm hopeful that, you know, if 
I know this season, it's going to be so weird, but I'm hopeful that if the student-athletes have positive feelings about it, that if coaches are able to do it and not take advantage of it, that it could be something that the NCAA could look at, you know, down the road and say, hey, maybe for fall sports this is a good thing, that we can put some parameters around it. It's pretty wide open this summer. There's freedom just basically all summer long as much as you want, (laughs) anytime you want type of thing. Um, but who knows, maybe moving forward we could get a little bit of time or some time in July leading into our preseason for our kids to come in and get some voluntary instruction, I think. I think that would be one really nice benefit of this if that were to happen. But if it doesn't, we're going to take advantage of it and try to get the most out of it this summer. And, um, you know, we ha- in particular, we had a big freshman class that missed a lot of time um, this spring on the court where we were really trying to do some player development and, and change some techniques and things like that. And so hopefully we can get some of those players in the gym this summer and and make up for some of that time with our young kids. Do you feel like you'll be able to catch up or at least come close just with all the time that you did miss now that you do have some time to work with them? I I don't know. I think the ball's in their court a little bit on that. I think if I could structure the time and we could, you know, say, (laughs) hey, we're going to do practices three times a week or something – through the month of July, then I'd feel more confident about that. But so much of it's in their in their hands in terms of how much they they choose to come back, how much they're able to with their jobs and you know just their families back home and and safety. Right? I know you know people have different thoughts and feelings on their comfort level with being exposed and, and exposing their um, you know their their athletes as parents, and so. You know, we're, we're cognizant of all that, but I think, you know, for the ones that are here over the summer that make the effort to come back regularly, yeah, I mean, I think we can make up a portion of what we missed. I, I don't think any of them are going to be in the gym as often as we would have had them in the gym maybe this spring when we're able to <laughs> dictate their time a little bit more, but, um, you know, we can maybe get close. Yeah, no doubt. We're talking to Marion Carbon, Griffin Volleyball coaches. Again, they hopefully get set for a season coming up this fall. And, and one thing that has changed is, is that the NCAA for Division Two this year, and it's just a one-year deal, um, there's a new maximum and minimum number of, of games and everything. So for volleyball, it's 20 games. So unfortunately, it's only a 20-game schedule. But again, if 20 is better than none. So I, I think that's how yeah. most people are looking at it. Did you agree with that for, for the NCAA and, and that president's committee to to put a maximum number of, of games on every sport in Division Two? Did you agree with that? Um, I understand where they're coming from. You know, I think it's important for competitive equity with with just a wide range of where different parts of our country are at in terms of their ability to return to sport. I think it's important. I mean, that's the NCAA's job, right, is to ensure that its member schools are able to compete fairly, as fairly as possible. And so I think this was part of that, knowing that there may be some schools that aren't able to start on August 15th because of where their state and local governments still are in terms of their restrictions. And so um, if they're not able to start until September and they're only able to get 10 matches in, how do you how do you make sure that they're adequately compared or prepared to compete for championships against a team, say, in the Midwest that's been able to play their full 30-game schedule? Is that really competitive equity? And 
So the answer is probably not. No, it's it's probably not. And so, um, and and obviously we all understand the financial impact of it too, and and that higher ed's been hit really hard um, by everything economically that that happened with the shutdowns and, and things like that. So it will it will help twofold. It will help with competitive equity. I think volleyball. If you if I'm speaking openly, I think volleyball took a bigger hit than it seems um and then some other sports did it's it's hard for me as the as a volleyball coach to see um you know on paper our season went from 26 to 20 which is you know about a 20 percent cut but in reality because we play multiple contests on the same day and they only count as one date we really play more like 30, 32 if you really, you know, play three tournaments out of those 26. So some teams, most teams went from 30 games down to 20, and that's a third. So you're asking a volleyball team to lose a third of their season, um, whereas some other sports didn't take near that hit. And so that stings a little bit. Um and so we as a coaching group in the league and, and around the country have been fighting for ways that we can increase that number and, and maybe continue to play multiple matches on the same day so that 20 isn't really 20. 20 can hopefully be 24. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's hard. You understand where it's coming from. You try to help your players understand that. But in the long run, they're going to feel the effects of a much shorter season. I didn't even think about that, but you're exactly right yeah. because the, even on on the paperwork I'm looking at right now, it's a maximum number of dates. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, so yeah. it, that does affect a, a sport like yours, which you can play a couple mm-hmm. of matches in a day. So it, it is a pretty big hit. I'm sure that does sting. Yeah, because what a lot of leagues are doing is is they're they're going to just just kind of like basketball is they're going to a pure conference schedule. Well, we don't normally play two conference games on the same date. We would play our non-league games in tournaments. And so when you cut those dates, when those are the six dates that get cut, if all of those six dates were tournament dates, you're talking about 12 matches that you just cut from the season, not six. Mm -hmm. And so um, in comparison, and, and not to start a war or anything, but it's hard for a volleyball player to swallow that with a football player who loses one game. Um. And so, you know, we know that there we are blessed because baseball, softball, spring sports took huge hits this year. And so we've talked about that a lot of, hey, is there always going to be disparity in sport and across sports? Yes, because all of our sports are different. And so, you know, we're going to take whatever opportunity the NCAA gives us. We're going to be lucky and feel blessed that we can get back on the court in whatever capacity that is. Um but but yeah, it can still be hard hard to swallow um, when it seems like you're taking a really big big cut. Yeah, we're talking Mary Carbon volleyball coach at Missouri Western is again they're scheduled for 20 dates this coming season. You know, yeah. um, do you know at this point in time will you play almost just exclusively a conference schedule? I know the with basketball playing 22 games, they were going to play a 22 mm-hmm. game conference schedule. It's not been announced, but more than likely they're probably only playing league games this year. Do you know what yep. you guys will do? So, um, we the the current uh, path is that we 
are committed to playing our full 20-game um, league schedule. But whether or not, as coaches, we can get together and condense those 20 games down to 18 days and play multiple league games on the same date, much like we would our preseason tournaments, um, that's kind of still in the works. And so we want to do that as a coaching group because we want to provide more opportunities, more contests for our girls to play um, so that the hit doesn't seem quite that big. Um, but we're that's still kind of in the works. Um, the model for it has to still be approved by, uh, I think, the CEOs and presidents um, council on June fifteenth. I think is when when they're meeting to kind of finalize some of those decisions. So once they do that, and we know, yeah, you you have to play your full twenty league dates, but you have some flexibility to to combine. You know, maybe we could play Central Missouri and Northwest on the same day. And then in a little, you know, triangular or something like that. And then maybe now we've got an extra date that we could go up and play. Or we could go down to Kansas City, for example, maybe play Jewel and Rockhurst on the same day. Mm. And then, boom, now we've added two more contests to our schedule. Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't um, it? <laughs> yes, yes, it would be really nice. And so um, it's going to require a little bit more work on our part as volleyball coaches because we're not used to trying to – finagle so much whereas like baseball and softball are kind of like oh we always have to move matches <laughs> or games around because of the weather and stuff like that <laughs> i'm like we don't have to do that like it's not part of it's not part of what we do during the season and so i think you know the virus still being out there too is going to throw a crazy wrench into all of our schedules right because we're going to spend so much time doing all this and then you know what happens if one player on your team tests positive and then what do you do do you <laughs> Does your team have to sit out for two right, weeks? Yeah. It, I, all that still remains to be to be figured out too, and so um, kind of just a a crazy time to be a coach, um, particularly of a sport that doesn't usually have all this crazy last minute scheduling nonsense. So you know, with it, obviously it's trending in the right direction. Do you feel confident that you're going to play volleyball in in 2020? I do. Yeah, I I think we will. Um, you know, will we? I do think that there's a chance that we'll schedule 24 matches, and then there's going to be time. You know, rescheduling or or teams that aren't able to come because of of various factors, the virus, or or you know, shoot, maybe even budgets. I don't know, because if it's it's all just so up in the air. I feel confident in some way, shape, or form we'll be able to, but how many and when um i feel better about it than i did um, maybe a month and a half ago but still not uh, there's still so many details to be worked out that it's uh, the full picture hasn't come together for me just yet i think i'm with you too I, i'm really confident that things are going to happen this fall but i just don't know what it's going to look like <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> yep just just not quite sure what it's going to look like and uh as long yeah. as we've got something and and your, your kids, I mean, I talked to Allie a couple of weeks ago. You've got some great leaders on your team and some just great kids on your team. They'll be able to adjust mm -hmm. to whatever you guys figure out, won't they? I, I think they will. I mean, I think they get it. They're, they're smart young women that see see the world for what it is. You know, we've been really forthcoming with them about, you know, what budgets might look like and, um, you know, um just how we, we have to be a part of the solution in terms of, you know, higher education's difficulties. They've all kind of gotten a lesson in economics and 
state government and how taxes work and like hey when you when you go to a state funded school and the state doesn't have the revenues that you know it normally would like we're all going to take a hit <laughs> and so um it's been it's been a good um lesson in in government but um also just in humility and and really truly realizing i think we all know on some level that college sports is a privilege but you know after what happened this spring it really kind of hit home they're like hey it's not guaranteed Mm -hmm. you don't have the right to play college sports that's a privilege um that we have in this country and that you know there are other bigger life things that can and do sometimes happen um that take precedent and and we're always going to be aware we always want our players to be aware of that but like i said they're they're very smart young women that that can understand and see the big picture and and hopefully it will be a really powerful lesson for them moving forward just in their life about handling adversity being part of of the solution and and um you know, being, being humble, right. About the opportunities that we do have, um, you know, whether it's getting in the gym this summer when there are teams on the East coast, that can't, um, whether it's playing this fall when, you know, maybe high school sports are in a different boat, who knows what it might be, but how do we, how do we humbly, um, you know, accept what we have, work hard for it, take advantage of the opportunities that we're given, um, so that others that aren't don't feel like we're taking it for granted. Yeah, well said. Coach, thank you very much for your time this morning. I enjoyed our conversation, and we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, right. Dave. Thank you. Marion Carbon, volleyball coach at Missouri Western.